Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast... Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. What you've heard tonight from Jesus is three chunks of what he calls his Sermon on the Mount. The goal of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount boils down simply to how can I give real people practical wisdom on how they ought to live as strangers in this strange land that we call this world and this life? And what should they be looking for in their religious teachers? This portion is about Christian living. We read in the gospel tonight. Jesus teaches that a Christian will do three things in their day-to-day life. He says they'll give alms or do mercy work. They'll pray and they'll fast. And as Jesus often does, he's funny about it. Each part is described by Jesus in a pretty comedic example of what the religious leaders of the time were doing. Does anyone remember um, Highlights Magazine? All right, maybe you subscribe to it or you subscribe to it for your kids or you had a subscription as a kid. 
There is this little comic strip in there called Goofus and Gallant about two little boys who would either act in a bad way or a good way. And Goofus always did the wrong thing and Gallant always did the right thing. So, for example, Goofus talks during the movie. Gallant stays quiet so everyone can hear. Goofus finishes his math homework on the bus on the way to school. Gallant finishes his assignments right after supper the night before. Jesus teaches this way throughout the Gospels, but especially in his Sermon on the Mount. He uses the religious leaders, which he calls the lawyers, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, as bad examples, the goofuses. He calls them hypocrites, which is, was a new word back then from the theater, meaning a man wearing a mask. And Jesus defines a hypocrite as someone who says one thing and does another. So giving to the needy, Jesus says. The hypocrites, they announce that uh, when they are helping the needy in the public square, so everyone thinks they're great. The Christian does not let their left hand know what their right hand is doing. Goofus maybe posts a video of himself passing out food to homeless people on Facebook, and he gets lots of likes. But a bunch of likes on Facebook is all that he'll get, says Jesus. Gallant makes a habit of getting some extra stuff each week in his grocery trips, and he brings them to the food bank. And he just drops it off and prays for them on the drive home. Your father who sees you in secret, says Jesus, will reward you in secret. Maybe this will look like his mercy on you now or in the near future. Maybe this looks like a good reputation or maybe it looks like a lifetime of not being thanked, but your Lord thanks you in heaven. Jesus says, when you fast, so mind you, he does not say if you fast, but when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites do. Goofus tells everyone that he's fasting to seem unique. Goofus fasts for dietary benefits alone. Gallant skips breakfast once a week. And when he feels hungry at school or at work before lunchtime, it's a reminder. His hunger pains are a reminder to pray for his church, his family, and his friends. Maybe your Lenten sacrifice is to ask for Christ's help to eat less chocolate for these 40 days. Maybe it's to read more of the Bible every day. Maybe it's to come to church more often. No matter what, God bless your Lenten sacrifice. For Jesus says, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, he says. 
He says they love to stand and pray to be seen by others. Don't worry. They'll get what they want, Jesus says. But when you pray, be like Daniel. Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you. But he adds something to the end. He says, but don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't try and earn rewards while you're here for simple reasons. Very shrewd reasons, Jesus warns us. Stuff that you earn, that you get, that you buy here, it breaks, it rusts, it can be taken from you at any time. And don't mention it, you can't take it with you when you die. Instead, Jesus says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Practice faithful Christian lives, for your faithfulness cannot be taken from you. Neither by dictator, nor government, nor mom, nor dad, nor teacher, nor boss. They cannot take your faithfulness from you. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. I look over the faces of the people gathered here tonight to pray in a public place with marked faces. All of us having broken our fast an hour ago, and what do I see? I see faithful Christians. I see Jesus' chosen ones, the ones whom he loves and died for. Ones who have turned away from their worldly lives to gather here tonight to share a meal and share words with one another, to pray as the Lord taught us. Know that you have not disfigured your faces. You have made an outward mark on your foreheads of the inward seal that is on your hearts from your baptisms, from your faith where God calls you to be his own. And this mark is the one of his son's, his beloved son's death on the cross, which won you from evil, called you out of darkness and wandering, and grants you eternal life. Unless Jesus returns in your lifetime, you will die. And that's a big part of what Ash Wednesday is all about. Is facing that. God created you out of carbon, out of dirt. God recreated you out of the ashes of your sin in your baptism. And now, though you die, you will never taste death. Jesus has guaranteed it to you. For death has been defeated, the battle is o'er, the victory is won. By your faith in Christ's death and resurrection, you will pass through death to eternal life. That's Jesus' promise. That ashen cross on your forehead is the most beautiful thing in the world. It is not 
a disfigurement. And for those who turn back to Jesus, for those who turn away from the world and her wicked promises, Jesus will raise you up out of the dust, out of the ashes, and make you perfect and glorious, just as his disciples saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. And that work begins now in your Christian life. Jesus has taken your heart once down here, and your heart whose urge is to stay in cold storage on earth. And Jesus raises it up, makes it new, creates it clean, sets it on higher things, guards your heart and your mind where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves cannot break in and cannot steal it. To pray as the Lord taught you, to fast as he taught you, to give to the poor and needy as the Lord taught you, can never be hypocritical when done by a Christian in faith, for Jesus' sake. But no, no matter who you are, where you are, you can pray, you can fast, you can help others by the Holy Spirit who makes his home in your heart, which is the throne room of God, till he returns. Jesus loves your prayers. He says when you talk to him, it's like sweet-smelling incense rising up to him. One of my favorites, Theophan the Recluse, once said that prayer is simply to stand before God with your mind in your heart and to go on standing before him unceasingly, day and night, until the end of life. To speak to Jesus when you must, and always to listen to his response in his word, and where his word touches your life. Amen.